Good morning, and thank you once again for tuning in to Driven to the Cross. Our radio broadcast is part of Christ Covenant Church here in McAllen, Texas. My name is Dr. Alfred Fisher, and I'm just so blessed to have the opportunity to speak with you this morning, for you to give of your time, that we might worship the Lord together, that we would be able to learn together. Here at Christ Covenant Church, our passion is the Word of God. Our passion is reaching the souls that God has given us the ability to reach, to be that light in our neighborhood and that calm in the storms. So this morning, would you join me in prayer as we begin? Our most gracious and eternal Father who art in heaven. Father, it is a privilege to come before you right now. A honor to come before you. To know that we have the right given to us through Scripture by the sacrifice of your Son to enter in boldly into that throne room of grace and to have the assurance that you will do as you say. You told your children, Lord, that you will meet them there at the mercy seat. And so we come before you with gratitude in our hearts, thanking you for the air in our lungs, for the opportunity to have another moment here on this earth that we would be able to give you glory. Father, I ask you to bless this broadcast. I ask you, Lord, that you would cause it to reach into the nations, that you would cause souls to be changed, lives to be encouraged. May you wrap your arms around the brokenhearted. Father, may you apply that healing balm of Gilead to the souls that are tired and weary and wounded. May you bind them up, O oh Father, that they would feel your presence around them. And Lord, we come before you praying for our leaders as your word commands. Father, we recognize, much as Daniel did, that our nation has left you. Our nation is not glorifying you. Our nation is embracing sin at every turn. And the more egregious, the better it appears to the carnal mind and heart. So Lord, we want to ask you to turn our hearts back to you. We want to ask that you would turn the hearts of man back to you. That you would forgive us of our sins and our trespasses. That you would place your wisdom, your discernment, and your love upon our leaders. Those in our local governments, in our schools. Father, we come before you for the safety and health of our school children and our teachers, everyone involved. We ask that you would touch every level of administration in our local governments. Father, that we would be able to see your glory in our state governments, that you would do the same. And then in our federalized government, God, would you please cause a wholesale repentance that we would once again be one nation under God, that we would have a holiness about us. Encourage us, Father, I pray. Give us ears to hear this very day. In Jesus' name, amen. One thing that 
I have found in the delivery of this series on the session of Christ is that when we study the session, so many people today almost divorce it, separate it, cut the ties between the Old Testament and the New Testament. But the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. The Old Testament explains to us who Christ is. The Old Testament explains to us things that we may not have seen before. For instance, you've heard me talk about holiness and righteousness. You've heard me talk about justice, faithfulness, the fear of the Lord. These are Old Testament terms, but they apply so perfectly and are demonstrated so perfectly in the life and words of Jesus Christ. They are fulfilled and portrayed in the writings of the Apostle Paul or John, Luke, Mark. They're there. They may not be specifically notated. However, they are displayed in the, in the writings. And one of the things that I want to see, want us to see today as we begin to continue our walk, and yes, I use that word begin to continue. You see, so often, my friends, what ends up happening is when we reach a point someplace, we want to just kind of camp out there and want to dwell there. And that happens in every aspect of our life when we get comfortable. And we could stop and talk about nothing but New Testament and go really deep into the writings here on the session of Christ. But I want you, I want you to see the Old Testament. And I touched on this briefly earlier in our um, in our series, I, I gave you some Old Testament. But I want you to grasp it again. I want to retouch this because we must not separate or divorce it from the New Testament. We must not take and say, oh, well, that's Old Testament. That doesn't apply. But yet we want to take and pick and choose pieces of the Old Testament and try and insert it into our New Testament theology without understanding the Old Testament. I can give you some great examples. Many of you are very familiar with the Ten Commandments, or as I like to refer to them as the Decalogue. You can find those Exodus chapter 20. Very familiar. You know, you've read, you understand the Ten Commandments. Or one of the favorite things for churches is they like to talk about tithing. Well, tithing is mentioned in the Old Testament. So, for those of you who want to totally divorce the Old Testament from the New Testament, well, I guess you better leave offerings, tithing, the service, the Ten Commandments, all of that aside. And then, and then if you want to do that, well, then you better take the writings of the New Testament and remove all Old Testament references. Well, I have news for you. 
You can't do any of that. Because, what do you think that the writers of the New Testament were using? They were using the Old Testament. They were using the books of the law, the books of Moses. What do you think Jesus spoke from? He didn't open the scroll and read from Revelation or Acts. No, he read from Isaiah. The Psalms. What do you think the Apostle Paul is quoting from? Or how about Jesus himself? So let me take you here. And let me try and explain a couple things. The session of Christ. It was a fulfillment of prophecy. That's where we get this term. It's a fulfillment of prophecy. And David prophesied about this in Psalm 110. And then, this is repeated by Jesus himself and Matthew 22. And then he fulfilled this prophecy when he was seated at the right hand of God, of the Father in heaven. And this prophecy is then quoted several times in the New Testament. We find it in Acts and in Hebrews. Our Lord's present session in heaven is thus fulfilled a messianic prophecy of Psalm 110. But now, the present session of Jesus Christ and the Christian's identification with Him, the session of Christ is something we must not forget because it's related to the believer's position in Christ. My friends, do we realize that at our moment of conversion, at the very instant of our conversion, we as believers are placed in union with Christ through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit causes the believer to become identical and united with Him. Now, part of this is taken from an excerpt, so I'm going to give you the source of that because it is only fair. In 2013, a man by the name of William E. Winstrom Jr. made the statement that I par part of the statement that I paraphrased. So I want you to understand, and these are not just my thoughts, these are from other people. And the beautiful thing about Scripture is that even if you never know this person, you are in unity with Christ. So let me read to you now. Let me read to you Matthew chapter 22. And starting at verse 41 through 46. And listen to this. Because I want you to see the setting. 
While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, and he said, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? And they say unto him, Well, he's the son of David. He saith unto them, How then doth David in spirit call him Lord? Saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, till I make thine enemy thy footstool. If David then call him Lord, how is he his son? And no man was able to answer him a word. Neither durst any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. Now, if I were to stop right there, you'd say, wow, I guess that's a good way to shut up an argument, right? To stop it? Well, let me take you now into Psalm 110. And then I want you to listen to what Jesus said. Starting in Psalm 110, it reads, starting at verse 1, as follows. And this is such a short psalm that I'm going to read it in totality for you. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power, in the beauties of Holiness from the womb of the morning, thou hast the dew of thy youth. The Lord hath sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord at thy right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with the dead bodies. He shall wound the heads over many countries. He shall drink in the brook in the way. Therefore shall he lift up the head. Oh, that's talking about the living water. That's talking about Christ being seated. The very session that we're talking about. But it doesn't stop there, my friends. It doesn't. And David, when he prophesied this, he talked about the priesthood of Melchizedek. He talked about the conquest and the passion of Christ. What is that passion? Did you notice that word holiness? My friends, even though we've talked about him being the intercessor, even though we've talked about him being the healer, even though we've talked about all these different aspects and everything that he wants us to do, he's still the same God as here. And that God is a holy and righteous God. That God is the very God who spoke creation into existence, who set the standard. Notice I said, who set the standard? Not us, but it is He who set the standard whereby all things are measured. Well, that's problematic for many modern-day theologians and for many modern-day Christians. Why? Because they think that they can pick and choose what it is they want to believe and melt and mold and change, amalgamate Christianity. 
Well, I have news for you. If your belief is such that you can justify your own actions and believe that you're going to be just fine while you are living a sinful life, living life contrary to the will of God, living life in an unholy and unrighteous and undignified manner and where there is no separation between you and the heathen, then, my friends, you're not worshiping the God of the Bible. Because the God of the Bible decrees that He is God and He changes not. The God of the Bible set the standard. He wrote the rules. Why? Because He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the one who has said, it is finished. Not you. You didn't get to go up on the cross and willingly die for the sins of mankind because I have news for you. You probably wouldn't have done it. Your own sense of righteous entitlement is nothing but filthy rags. When we hold our standard next to the standard of God, we have failed. We have failed. Now, let me show you the context of why I say that. My friends, in verse 1, it says, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. He wasn't talking about your enemy. He was talking about the enemies of God and the authority. You see, when it says that I will make them thy footstool, he is expressing sovereignty. He is expressing his right to rule and reign. And then he says his standard. Did you notice that? Did you notice what his standard is? Did you notice? He talks about holiness. The Lord shall send the rod of strength out of Zion. Well, what is Zion? Zion is the church, the nation of Christ, the bride of Christ. And here's what this expresses. This is what we need to do. We need to understand and grow our vocabulary so that we can understand what the Bible says. We need to understand basic theology. We need to be able to read the Bible and understand it so that we can develop a biblical theology, which is a system of belief. That verse right there is expressing the dominion of Christ. Oh, well, what's dominion? Dominion is His authority, the enlarging of His kingdom, His control. We don't hear that word today in many churches, do we? The idea that Christ has dominion. And as you have been called to follow Him, worship Him, work in His kingdom, and He has given you the authority to do so, what are you doing? But you are working with His dominion. You are increasing, expressing the control, the right to reign of Christ. Hence, you are displaying 
the session of Christ. Now, turn with me, if you have your Bibles, go to Acts chapter 2. And let me show you a little bit about what's going on here. You see, the Bible isn't silent on the session. The Bible is not silent on the rule and reign of Christ. And we as individuals have to understand that if we profess to follow Christ, then one of the attributes of that is that we have to follow the Bible. Well, if we want to follow the Bible, that means we have to lay aside our own wants and desires and conform ourselves into the image of Christ. That's why we have the trials, the tribulations, the troubles, so that that dross would be removed from us. Now, in Acts chapter 2, verse 34, we see some of this. And I'm going to give you a few extra verses here. I'm going to start at verse 25. It says, For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. And right there, oh, it's talking about the eternal hope, my friends. It's talking about the resurrection. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, and his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God, exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath shed forth this which ye now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand, until I make thy foes thy footstool. Right there, my friends, that is the explanation that Jesus asked the Pharisees if they would be able to give. Remember, back in Matthew chapter 22, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul made known through the Holy Ghost, which means the righteousness, explained the very thing that Jesus asked the carnal Pharisees. Do you understand that the reason why the Pharisees could not explain or identify what it was that Christ had asked, they could not provide Him an answer, was because they did not have the Holy Ghost. Yet the Apostle Paul, being filled by the Spirit, was able to perfectly explain 
this very portion of Scripture that we looked at at the beginning. And let me read it to you again that you would hear it. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? And they said unto him, The son of David. (laughs) He saith unto them, How then doth David in spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, till I make thine enemies thy footstool. If David then call him Lord, how is he his son? And no man was able to answer him a word, neither durst any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. If you want to understand what it means to be a follower of Christ, pray, read, allow the Holy Spirit to open your eyes and your mind. You see, the prophecy concerning the session was back in Psalm 110. Jesus asked the Pharisees in Matthew 22 about this. And then the Apostle Paul explained in the book of Acts. How is your life taken? Have you been able to explain Scripture? Have you been able to interpret Scripture? When was the last time you heard the still, small voice of God? When was the last time you were moved to action, compassion, service? God leaves nothing to chance. Everything happens for a reason. My friends, I want to invite you to come on down at 10.30 this morning because we're going to be going into much more detail at a greater length on this message. Come on down here. Join us at 1320 West Nolana Avenue in McAllen, Texas. And hear the rest of this message. You can find us on YouTube, Christ Covenant McAllen. You can find us on Facebook, Christ Covenant McAllen. You can even go on the interweb, on the internet there, and go to ChristCovenantMcAllen.org, and you can get a hold of us. You can send in a donation. You can send us an email. We'll be happy to hear from you. We would love to respond to you. Love to get to know you. My friends, come and join us. Put your hand in the plow. Let us work shoulder to shoulder. Let us be faithful workers and ministers in the field, for there is much to do. Thank you once again for tuning in to Driven to the Cross. I'm Dr. Alfred Fisher. I'm the senior pastor here at Christ Covenant McAllen. May you be blessed and may you be encouraged. May you sow in faithfulness and reap in righteousness. May the holiness of God be upon you. Be encouraged now. God bless you. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Bye-bye.